Malakana Ji, my name is Standing Holy. This name was given to me when I was young by Frank White Buffalo Man, a Sioux elder and grandson of Sitting Bull. This name was Sitting Bull's daughter's name and was gifted to me to use in this life for the benefit of the people. So here I am. Standing holy is the wisdom, strength, and guidance I have drawn upon to live well. It's preceded every ceremony I've ever done and has seen me through the hardest of life's experiences. Leaning into who I am on a soul level has carried me through the unimaginable. And it can for you too. This podcast is geared to summon your light, your heart song, your gift and contribution to humanity. As we embody and live by our true authentic self, we raise the frequency of the earth and all her inhabitants, something that is needed now more than ever. My greatest teacher, Floyd Hand, told me before he passed, my girl, when you begin sharing your stories, you will help a lot of people. This was his vision that I am carrying out. This is my heart song, as Wakanaji. Hello, everybody. This is episode one of Standing Holy with Brandy Tuttle. This podcast that I decided to create basically started to come around when I launched my book, uh, Grateful, Powerful, Strong, Next Level Navigation for the Spiritual Warrior, uh, on 1010 of 2020 is when that book launched. And from that moment on, it was pretty clear that there was a need, that there was a drive and a want and really a hunger for deeper spiritual knowledge. And for whatever reason, you know, I feel like my life has been hardwired to understand some of the most intricate details of spirit. I was raised Native and uh, my mom was a culmination of four different tribes from the Northwest. And then my dad actually raised us Sue. And then my greatest teacher in this life was was Floyd Hand. And uh, Floyd passed the end of 2019. But before that, I got to have a good 25, 28 years of him helping me understand this path that I've got in front of me here. So when I launched my book, and the hunger from people and the drive and the inquisitiveness of everybody was what really rang in my mind and rang in my heart. And I knew that there was going to be something that I needed to do um, to bring more of this knowledge and the experiences to the forefront. So having launched the book 10-10-2020, May of 2021 came along, and I remember standing at my salon in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and feeling this strong urge that I needed to go and basically Google um, dermatologists. And um, 
I'm used to working with spirit. You know, that's what I do, the energy work that I do, the RPM sessions, the past life regressions, you know, the ceremonies that I have um, bared witness to as well as held. I am very clear with spirit now, and especially at this juncture of my life, the veil between what I see, hear, perceive, sense is incredibly thin. So when I was standing at my station there at my salon in Jackson, and I had this feeling like, do it, go now. So I, I, I left my station, went up to my computer at the desk and sat down, typed in dermatologist, and um, the whole list popped up. And the one that was was written there that kind of stood out at me, it almost looked like it was magnified, was the one that I thought, all right, well, This is the one I'm going to call. So I called them, and uh, they said, okay, is this this going to be a checkup, or is this something that you really need to be, um, needs to be removed? And I said, well, both. I said, I'd definitely like to be, you know, checked out, make sure everything's good, but there's a mole on my back that I'd like to have taken off. And she said, okay, and they booked me, and the booking was actually going to be for June 3rd. And so I had a few days. And um, so June 3rd comes, and I go in there. She checks me out and sees the mole on my back. And she says, ooh, yeah, we got to take that off. And I'm thinking in my head, yeah, I know. And that mole had been there for a while. It was dead center of my back, right between my shoulder blades, right behind what you would consider the heart chakra or that energy center. And um, auspiciously, right in the middle of my back. And it wasn't small, but it wasn't really a place that I, you know, could see very much. So she went ahead and took that mole off. And two days later, the morning of June 5th, I wake from a dream. And it's first thing in the morning, and normally I don't remember my dreams at all unless they are really uh, something that I need to take note of or to heed my warning, spirit will talk to me that way. And so if I actually dream and I remember it, uh, I know that it means something. So that particular morning, I wake from this dream, and in the dream, I am on the phone with a nurse, and she says, uh, there is some pathology, but it isn't bad. And then the dream seemed to reframe. And the next thing it said was, nope. You're all good, as always. And so when I woke, I knew that when they got the um, results back, that there was going to be some pathology. I didn't know how bad, but on the same note, the way that the dream reframed, I knew that it was going to be okay. And um, so that eased my mind, but uh, they were letting, my guides were definitely letting me know what was coming. So June 11th comes. And I normally don't have my phone on or near me at the salon that I, that I own here in Jackson, Wyoming. But that particular day I did. And, uh, it rang. And I look at the number and even if I hear it ringing, I'm not going to answer, but that day I did. And it was the nurse. And she says, hello, Brandy. And I said, yes. She says, this is so and so from the office and, you know, we have your, your results back. And I said, okay. She says, there is some pathology. 
kind of significant pathology, but it isn't too bad. And I just smiled. And I said, okay. She says, now the part that's kind of bad about it is that you do have invasive malignant melanoma. The good part is that it's only 0.3 millimeters deep. She says, I think we got it just in time. But we do need to have you come in and have the perimeter taken out so that we can test that and make sure. So she then proceeded to tell me that the doctor that happens to do this happens to be in town because he's only there once a month or so and can do it tomorrow at 2. So, of course, you know, I said, absolutely, sign me up. And so I had already known that the perimeter was going to come back clear. I could just sense it. It would track with the dream that I had had. And, you know, through my life, having dealt with cancer cells two other times and, you know, a brain tumor that was a smaller nodule, actually, but it was in one of the bodies of water in my brain and had that taken out naturally through spiritual means. And for those of you who have actually gotten a hold of my book, you're familiar with some of the things that I've been through that has built my understanding of spirit and built my faith beyond any fathomable understanding of this physical world. So there have been so many times that I've stood in the fire and came through it unscathed, came through these illnesses, came through the unbelievable. And that is ultimately why this podcast is being launched right now. So the um, next day, I go into a, my appointment at 2 o'clock, and I'm jovial. You know, I'm happy. And the nurses are kind of looking at me because they know the results. They know that invasive malignant melanoma is no laughing matter. But again, I have spirit that I've leaned into and I've grown this uh, rapport, this relationship, and this understanding and faith to such a place that I wasn't jarred. And uh, they take me back and I have to get into a gown and um, they tell me, just, you know, make myself comfortable. The doctor will be in shortly. Well, the doctor doesn't come and doesn't come and doesn't come. And the nurse comes in and apologizes. And I said, oh, no problem. You know, I believe in timing. You know, everything that is meant to be happens in divine timing is what I've come to realize. And so I don't ever get bent anymore. Back in the day when I was younger... You know, the control that I tried to um, create in my life for the sake of stability and certainty, it was like that was the only thing that I could lean into. But even that, now I understand the error of that judgment, the error of that way. And I've come a long way <laughs> since the beginning of my journey. And so I'm laying there on this table face down. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, this delay is meant to be. And so I start to tune in and I focus my mind, focus my attention and intention on spirit. And having the experiences that I do and the clarity with spirit that I do, it's very, very quick that my main primary guide shows up. His name is Cheshnio. And Cheshnio has been with me since, since I was born. 
you know, as well as my other guides, but he's my primary guide. And he's the one that has gotten me through thick and thin. <laughs> and he's very funny. He is comical to the nines. And I appreciate that because, especially in my younger years, boy, I can make things serious. But uh, he likes to keep things a little bit light. So I'm laying there and I, I ask him, okay, guide me. You know, what are, we, what are we needing to do? And a lot of the energy work that I do on people has to do with up-leveling of the mind, the body, and the spirit. Those three aspects make up who we are on this physical journey. When we are in spirit, we are all of who we are. All of our essence is there. When we choose to come here to visit, to this physical world, be born, walk this path, walk this journey, it is up to us to bring that aspect of spiritual self, that awareness, to our capsule, our body, as we are walking. And by bringing that level of spirit to us and inviting it in and kind of bringing us back to home, so to speak, but on this journey, all of a sudden, that's where the power is. And so that up-leveling of the mind, the body, of the spirit is the way that I do what I do. It's the way that I navigate people to heal themselves, to bring about opportunities into their um, lives, to um, heal relationships that may have gone awry. You know, you can't control people, of course, but you sure can control how you approach a scenario. You sure do have the capacity to choose, you know, what you're going to eat. Are you going to eat high vibrational foods? Or are you going to choose, you know, the sugar, the junk, the alcohol, the things that are going to lower your frequency or vibration? So me personally, I live my life in accordance with these higher frequencies as much as I possibly can. So with the mind, I choose higher level thoughts. I'm not going to allow my mind to play tricks on me, to play devil's advocate, so to speak, and to choose lower level thoughts or things that are going to make me feel bad just because I know how the mind can be and what the mind choose to, um, chooses to lean into, we're going to start to become more of, we're going to start to see more of that in our experience. So, of course, I want to have experiences that are of the highest, you know, value. I want to be able to bring the highest value to all the people that come to me for energy work. I want to have a space in my business, in my salon. I want to be somebody that produces energy. So, therefore, I choose the right kind of thoughts, you know, to keep my own vibration up high. Same thing with foods. I'm going to choose to eat, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of grains. I'm going to stay away from things that are of the lower level energy field um, just to keep my body at its highest, most intuitive form. Because we get to pick up a lot of intuition by what our body is feeling. And then the same thing goes for our, um, our spirit, you know. When we have a practice to lean into, this podcast is going to be hardwired and downloaded with spiritual presence. 
so that you can absorb this and bring it into your own life. That's what this is for. So as I'm laying there and I see my guide, and he said for me to start to gather anything that doesn't belong from the cells of my body, from the thoughts that I might be thinking, the worry that could potentially, you know, disrupt a good thing, from maybe the energetics that have come down the pike through my family lineage. You know, when I do energy work, I work on things that are very multifaceted, lots of depth, because you never know where an energetic uh, influence came through <clears throat> that is actually navigating your life and causing a situation to happen. So I really open up all channels of healing. And that's what I did as I was laying there. And I just started to imagine any cells that might not be right in my body, anything that I might not need to gather into that area where he was going to be working. And then spirit actually navigated my heart and my mind to a bigger spectrum. And I started seeing my family in that way and raising their frequency and vibration. I was thinking of my nieces and nephews and their children and, you know, my, my son, my daughter, those that I love. And as I was doing that, I could feel the energy and the potency of the, the room and the space that I was occupying starting to raise up. Because it's very powerful, yes, when we pray and we're praying in a good way for the things that we are hoping for our own body. But boy, when we navigate it out from us, it starts to expand. So me leaning into that prayer for my uh, nieces and nephews and family just expanded that, um, that account, that spiritual bank account, so to speak. And then finally, um, Cheshnio guided me to the whole world. And that's kind of the space that I oftentimes get into, that I'm continuously working on the earth, the air, the fire, and the water of this, this machaina, this mother earth that we get to walk upon. So all of a sudden, when I could see this earth in my mind's eye, and I started, you know, working on raising the frequency of the earth and lifting up, raising up, all of a sudden, I felt like there was this locking, a locking in place of the energetics that were going to be needed to bring this healing that was going on in my back to fruition. So once I felt that completion happen, <laughs> then I see Cheshnio standing in front of me. And he's a funny guy. Like I said, he's in scrubs. <laughs> he's got his mask on, his little, you know, paper, you know, cap over his head. He's got gloves on, like he's got his hands up, like, okay, we're going in. And right then, the doctor enters. And when he entered the room, you know, he came in apologizing and he said, I'm sorry, I'm two hours late. And I said, that's okay, doc. Everything happens when it's supposed to. And I know he wasn't expecting that answer. I don't know that he gets that answer very much in his practice, but that was my answer. And, um, you know, he proceeded to say that the woman that took that off saved my life. He said, because this is significant. And I said, yes, I'm very grateful 
But in my heart and mind, I knew exactly who got me in there. The inspiration that came to me to make that appointment. I know where the real MVP is. And so he numbs me up even more and, you know, starts to do his job. And the whole while, you know, he's talking and I'm not really responding because I'm staying in that focused point. And he said, you doing okay? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm just focusing in. He says, okay, do your thing. And then he allowed time to kind of just be quiet a little bit. And um, I just continued forth with that same prayer that anything that my body, my mind, my spirit, my family, the earth, didn't need to be taken through that flesh, through that blood, through the prayer, through my own hochoka, that spirit center within me, that intention, that spiritual connection, and then finally through my breath. Because our breath is our connection to spirit. When we inhale, it's that invitation for spirit to come within our body. So in the energy work sessions that I do, I lean into those forces, the earth, which is our body, the air, which is our breath, that fire, which is our spirit, that hochoka within us, and then the water, which is our blood and lymphatic system. These elements in harmony take care of us, keep us in alignment, with the greatest good. Each one of these elements are vital for our existence. Yet we can go weeks without food, we can go days without water, but we can't go long without breath. Our breath is actually so powerful that when I breathe in, And the energy work that I do, I'll take a full breath and then I'll do a little pop of breath right after that, like an extra little push. And when I do that, I will actually feel the frequency and the vibration reverberate through my body. That oxygen mixes with our blood. Our blood is the greatest oxygen carrier in our body. So if a person isn't drinking enough water, bringing that that force of energy into us, it can deplete our blood, make it run thick, a little bit sluggish. So this is how I really lead my life. I do my best to think about the elements, the food that I'm eating, to nourish the body, the water that I'm drinking, the intention of the spirit behind the breath that I take. And then, of course, that fire within me, that spirit. And so the doctor gets done, and he's stitching me up. (laughs) And I still remember how much of a pull that was literally on my skin. And he was done. The nurses, they all walked out of the room. I stand up from the table, still numb 
but feeling like I have immaculate posture. (laughs) My shoulders back. And just feeling this complete clearing that had happened. And I knew with irrevocable clarity that it was okay. You know, the doctor didn't. The nurses didn't. They needed to run their tests. But spirit did. And my intention and attention that I gave to it for those two hours ensured it in my heart and mind. So I get back dressed and walk out, and the nurses are all looking at me, and I'm kind of cracking jokes about having a, a, back, a facelift for my back <laughs> because I have this posture that won't quit. And they're kind of looking at me like I'm a little bit insane because I just was told that I had invasive malignant melanoma. And honestly, this story personifies my life. There will be many other stories that I get to share with you guys through this podcast. But this story meant a lot because it set in motion this direction that I needed to go. So after he took off everything and cinched me up and I walked out of there, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, a hypothetical. I said, you know, if anything ever really did come back and told me that it was my time to go and I had a limited amount of time to be here, I said, I would pour myself into documenting these stories. I would sell my salon. I would throw every bit of me into these stories. And I would just do this one huge, massive brain dump. Because the things that I have lived are so off the charts that they are They've got to be meant to be, because what else could they be? Of course they're meant to be. You know, these stories summon people to hope. They're like a beacon, and they've become a beacon for me as well. Because when I was going through them, my Lord, I was not the same person I am now. For those of you that have my book, you understand the level of fear. You understand the level of insecurity that I went through. You know, I was born to parents that were older. And not only that, that weren't going to live late in life. You know, I lost my mom at 25. I lost my dad at 35. I lost my sister at 15. I lost my brother at 22. I lost Floyd at 45. So through losing family, and this is not a woe is me story whatsoever, this is actually the building of the spiritual um, backup that I've got on the other side. You know that they are on the other side guiding me. We all have our angels and guides that are on the other side guiding you. Each and every one of you have so many that walk with you. Many of you come holding on to energy from your homeland. Sometimes it's energy that is benefiting who you are. Whereas some of you 
maybe carrying on to carrying on energy that actually needs to be cleared. Who's to say? Maybe your soul before you were born chose to come in, to be that person, to stop this energetic uh, inheritance, so to speak, from coming down the pike. I've worked with many that that is their story. And that is a noble story. Because when we come in, we are full of the spirit of who we really are. And to bring that into your life and your body and understand who you are in your most core self, oh, that's where the power is. And every one of you have that connection to spirit because we've all come from that space. We are all here to visit and we will all go home, yes? And one day when that time comes, it's a matter of really waking up that the aspect of this life as being the dream is very prevalent. You know, because we have to come into this with a form of amnesia. You know, we don't get to come in completely understanding who we are in spirit. Man, that would be too easy. This is a matter of pulling off the layers. This is a matter of living life here like it's a playground. A playground where we have everything from the greatest joy to the hardest hardship and everything in between. There's so much of our life that is predetermined by us before we're born. I call it the broad strokes of our life. Whereas the minute strokes, the free will, oh yes, you've got that too. But the broad strokes, by and large, are predetermined by you, my friends. And to understand that somehow brings grace to the moment that somehow your soul knew that there was going to come a time that you needed to summon your own light to get through. Because life is for the living. That is what my guides say over and over again, that they are absolutely there to be with us. But they also want us to understand that this life is for us to make it as joyous as we want it to be, to live it out in the ways that we can. And what I've found the best way to do that with is by leaning into spirit, bringing everything that I am from the other side, as much as my own um, knowledge, and I call it brandy brain in my, in my book, that analytical, logical mind that we all have that helps to navigate us, and, you know, starts our car and gets us going and uh, navigates us on this physical journey. But the more that I can put that brandy brain aside and lean into spirit wholeheartedly, all of a sudden, by leading with spirit first and leaning into that power above all else, I discovered that it started to move the needle of the physical world. Anything and everything that I had ever gone through was benefited by raising the frequency, 
was benefited by prayer in a moment, was benefited by frequency of sound, whether it be toning in my voice or the songs that, you know, my people will sing, the prayer songs, whether it be the pules and chants that the Hawaiians sing. You know, sound is a huge key when it comes to bridging that gap between here and the spirit world. So whatever it is that rings true to you, that's that's what I'm here to help you look at. That's what I'm here to help invoke within you. Because you all understand your own predispositions. Because you chose them. We've all come here and been through many, many, many lives. And who knows what you've been up to in past lives. I know what I've been up to in many, many of them. And it's made me very good at what I do in this life. And it's helped me to understand other cultures because spirit knows no culture, spirit knows no color, no gender. That side, that spiritual realm is all-encompassing. It is all-inclusive. It is when we are born, when we choose to come in through the family because you chose your mom and dad. I know that's hard to believe for many, but we did. I did, you did. And there's many connections that you've chosen with people around you. Those times when you've come up to somebody and you just knew you knew them. Yeah, that's it. And then on the same note, maybe there were people that kind of put you on edge. Well, that can be it as well. Because again, we live in a, on an earth full of every possible scenario from the greatest good to the hardest of hardship. And it's our duty to navigate the best we can while we are here. And the best way to navigate it again is to lean into our spiritual journey to start to understand and decipher what your heart song is. What is it that you are here to lead with? Because that lead is your thread that you contribute to the tapestry of humanity. Spirit often shows me our contribution, our spiritual essence begets another Everybody that comes around me has, has the chance to feel my energy. Am I going to make sure that that is as good as possible for them? Absolutely. As much as I can. And that is where the power is in that decision to lean in and to understand that we are more and that we are here for more. And also that contribution of who you are, that thread, that common thread, that everything runs through, that spiritual source. Well, that thread that you have, that you are contributing to humanity, that is weaving this tapestry, is powerful. And when you are actually in your wholeness, who you really are, You're navigating from a place of strength, and that thread becomes unbreakable. 
So when I decided to start this podcast, boy, I reeled about the title. Could not understand why none of the titles that I was coming up with really felt like it was going to stick. I came up with many. You know, GPS for the spiritual voyager. That was a friend of mine. She got that to me. It was beautiful, but it didn't quite hit the mark. Leaning in with Brandy, no. The Brandy Tuttle podcast, no. None of these things really fit. And it wasn't until I sat on the couch with the sun pouring through the window, and I'm just snuggled up in my sweats and trying to find comfort because my soul is reeling. I have this siren going off that I have got to start this podcast. Okay. All right, you guys. Chesneo, Dad, God, everybody up there that loves me. Help me. Give me the title of this podcast. And that was when I heard my name. Not my English name. My Lakota name. I heard Wakana Jiwi. And with that, I said, no, <laughs> no, I can't lead with that. But that's what stood. And I said, standing holy woman, why do you want me to lead with that? There's a lot of people that believe that we don't speak our name. I was raised incredibly traditional, incredibly respect-oriented, understanding that you have a protocol, that you have a way to go and a path to follow. And my culture that I was raised with saved my life time and again. So when they were telling me to title it Standing Holy, I resisted because of that. And I wrestled and reeled for weeks on this. But it was like this magnet in my soul that was drawing me closer and closer, like it was non-negotiable. So I needed to understand more. So I went into that space in my mind and I leaned in and I felt my greatest teacher, Floyd, showed up in my mind and he said, during times of suppression and assimilation of our people, when things were being stripped away, when we were put on reservations and our way of life was being altered, we weren't allowed to speak our language, weren't allowed to do our ceremonies. That was, by and large, he said, when this came about, that idea of not speaking your name. But he said, if you adhere to that, you are adhering to the suppression and genocide that has been so strong of a ripple throughout all Native people. He said, Wakanajiwi is who you are. It is what you carry in this life. He said, you are here to do exactly this to speak these things to people, to help them to understand their own hochoka, their own center inside of them, regardless who they are, regardless what nationality they are, 
Floyd always taught us to share, to help people learn the power of prayer, that there is no separation. He says there is no this way or that way. There is one way, the way of spirit, the way of Tunkashala, that greater power that we are all from. So there it was, standing holy with Brandy Tuttle was born. And it took me a while here to really settle into that, to really understand what that looked like. And it dawned on me that standing holy is the strength that I embodied that allowed me to to get through what I've gotten through, you know? It was the beginning, the middle, the end of everything that I've walked. To deny that aspect of who I am, yet going into something that is so vital and important for, you know, humanity, to hear these stories, to understand this perspective, it wasn't going to be allowed. This was non-negotiable. And now I'm, I'm grateful, I'm proud. <laughs> and it's made me stronger. Because all of a sudden I am standing on my path. Standing here, speaking these words to you. As all of who I am, in a different space, embodying that space. And that is my wish for all of you, is to lean into who you really are. In the deepest, most intricate, soul-level details of self. Because you all have a story that you bring forth. You all have your strengths. And by fortifying those strengths, you're fortifying that thread. You're making that thread of contribution that you are weaving this tapestry with me for humanity. You're making that thread unbreakable. And with that, my friends, we have the capacity to do so much. Because just as I stood and understood what Spirit was telling me about this invasive malignant melanoma that was doing its best, to take me down. My focus is on spirit. My focus is on that higher power. And so that is always there navigating me. Every day when I wake, every day as I walk through my life, and nothing is too small for your guides to assist you with. Nothing is too difficult for you to get through when you lean into that space, that you are valuable. Your heart, your emotions, your thoughts, your soul, everything about you is precious. And I need you to understand that. I need you to understand how much you are loved. I can feel so many of you right now. I can feel the struggle. But with that, I bid you this understanding 
that I have spoken to you. That you are a part of this greater force. Walking, living, breathing. You are that prayer of your ancestors, my friend. You have whole nations that their intention created your capacity to come forward because your spirit is so vast. And when you chose to come here, you had a purpose. You had a reason. And that heart song, that purpose, that gravitational pull that you cannot get away from is exactly why you're here. And not only is it why you're here, it is a thing that is going to make your life flourish. It's going to fortify every aspect of you. When you lean into that, Hochoka, that center, that is where the power is to navigate this life well. So with that, my friends, I am so grateful to be here. I love each and every one of you. And this is my heart song. As Wakanaji. And I share this with you. And I wish you well on your journey as you bring your own heart song to the world. We need you. Oha, Doksha, we will talk to you soon. Hey, Chatu. And so it is. <laughs>